Cuts it back. 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Quick Slants podcast here at Game On Wisconsin. I am Jason Perrone of Game On Wisconsin, Pulse of the Pack, the Quick Slants podcast, and the Pack a Day podcast. Very excited to be back with you. I'm a little bit later this week. I wanted to wait. There was a couple things I wanted to wait for, and so I'm getting it out a little bit late, so I apologize for that. But it's going to be a little bit of a longer one today, I think, because I have a couple of, of deeper topics to go into. I want to talk about... Some of the things that David Bakhtiari said about his contract and contract situation with the Packers. And then I've got some things to talk about with regards to this week's upcoming matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. Sunday Night Football in New Orleans. And it's going to be a good one. It's going to be on national TV. So that's that's a good thing for folks like me who don't live in the local area and who always want as many of these Green Bay games to be on national TV as possible. So Game On Wisconsin, as always, get over there and check out all the great work that our team is doing. GameOnWisconsin.com, GameOnWI.com. You can follow us at GameOnWI. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Follow our or add yourself to our Facebook group, Join our Facebook group and like our Facebook page. Anywhere that you get social media, our live shows will stream to. So if you're a Twitter guy or gal, you like YouTube, you like Facebook, our live shows all get streamed there simultaneously. So they will be wherever you want to be. As always, the content is loud and crazy, and it's been fantastic. And we have some news that popped earlier this week. Game on Wisconsin has partnered with Green Bay Packers running back Jamal Williams. And his organization, J Swag Daddy Foundation, is going to be helping raise funds for the Swag Bag Giveaway, uh, which is which is really cool. A cool local charity. And the Game on Wisconsin has partnered with them. We've got a GoFundMe page. So go check that out on our website and get on our Twitter account and take a look at some of that information and see how you can donate to that cause. And then the Jamal Williams show was announced that's going to be on our family of shows on Tuesdays, Tuesdays with Jamal. And that's going to be where Jamal's going to talk Packers football and answer some fan questions. There's going to be opportunities for you to submit questions to Jamal Williams and ways you can give to his foundation and, and for the privilege to do that. So that is exciting and awesome news. It was kind of interesting when we did our mega show and we had his his trainer, his coach, Luke Neal, on the mega show, Jamal made a small cameo in the background and it seemed like that was a little bit of foreshadowing that we would eventually be working with Swag Daddy himself and we're very excited to have Jamal as part of our family of shows. I know that he's listening to this right now. So Jamal, I want to say thank you very much on behalf of Game On Wisconsin and our entire team. Very exciting stuff. So it's in the rearview mirror at this point, but the Packers got a big win over the Detroit Lions this past Sunday. We know what happened. We know what the score was. We know it was a beatdown. We know the Packers persevered and came back from a 14-3 deficit to make some good things happen. Still, no Player of the Week awards for any Green Bay Packers, despite Aaron Jones going off for 168 rushing yards and three touchdowns on the day. Now, career high, 168 yards, including a a huge 75-yarder that opened things up in the second half. I think it was one of the longest runs the Packers have had in the last 20 years. I mean, I remember Ramon Green getting a 99-yarder against the Denver Broncos at the end of 2003. I 
I don't know. I mean, 75 yards, but no, no player of the week award there. No player of the week award there. Dak Prescott gets it because of his fantastic, valiant efforts to come back and beat the Atlanta Falcons at home after the Mike McCarthy-led Dallas Cowboys. Yes, I'm throwing some shade out there just for fun. I don't I don't dislike Mike, but I, I do dislike the Packers not getting their due. I guess it's just kind of the league's way of saying they expect the Packers to show up and be what they've been for the first two weeks every week. Hey, I'll take it. Sounds good. I mean, last week it was Devontae Adams with a career day against the Vikings. Jair gets the sack safety, has a pick. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> last year, it's not new to the Packers. Last year, Zadarius Smith didn't even make the Pro Bowl. He was snubbed from the Pro Bowl after the season that he had, and he was an alternate. He got into the Pro Bowl eventually as an alternate, but that was the Pro Bowl going full Pro Bowl. It's just dumb. It's a dumb game. So hopefully the players use it as fuel if they're into those accolades. And some listen, some, some of these guys actually have clauses in their contract. If they win those awards, they get paid. So it can be a big deal that they don't get those awards or that they do. So I don't want to discount it entirely as, oh, it's a media award. Who cares? You know, winning games is more important. Well, yeah, it is, but... But sometimes it's actually taking money out of these guys' pockets. So Packers played a great game in Detroit. They will face the Saints this weekend, like I said, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's get to David Bakhtiari. Green Bay Packers franchise bookend left tackle who has recently been talking a little bit about his contract. He was asked about it. Didn't, didn't talk about it unsolicited. He was asked about it. And Ken Ingles of the Unknown Packers podcast reminded us on Twitter this week that Bakhtiari has said he expects a top-of-market contract when it's, it's time for him to get paid. Right now, Laramie Tunsil of the Houston Texans is sitting at about $22 million a year, which is setting that market. And for those of you who don't know or didn't take an economics class in college, the cost of doing business does not tend to go down in the world. So $22 million is where it's at right now. And David Bakhtiari says he wants to get paid. Now, we've seen past... Packers players say things like this, and many have re-signed with the team for maybe less than what they might have been seeking. It's also known as a hometown discount. The Packers have a way of getting players extended for or keeping them as opposed to them going off in free agency. And we don't know all the details surrounding some of those decisions. Some players might just decide, look, I don't want to uproot my family. It's not worth the extra three or four million dollars in the grand scheme of my career to uproot my family and take my kids out of school and put them in a different school and all those different things that don't even relate to playing football on the field. The hometown discount idea, I would not fall into that mindset with Bakhtiari and here is why. You, I'm going to read you his quote from that conversation with 105.7 FM, The Fan, when he was asked if the Packers could afford to re-sign both him and Aaron Jones. Here's what Bakhtiari said. The Kansas City Chiefs had, what, $100,000 in cap space? And they restructured one and signed three guys to big-year deals that are all over $15 million, $20 million, $45 million. A lot of excuses can be thrown around and misinformation. The point is, at the end of the day, if you want to sign a guy and you want to keep him, you can do it. People use the cap as an excuse and, they can, and, and that they can hide behind. They can get it done. You can go and restructure with whoever and get money pulled from wherever and push back the potential cap hit to later years. You can get it done if you want to get it done. That's what I know. The longer I've been around and kind of understanding how, you know, cap situations work, how healthy is that? Certain teams have different philosophies on that. 
look, at the end of the day, if they want to get it done, they can get it done. He said that a couple times during that quote. That was Bakhtiari's quote right there. So thank you, Kansas City Chiefs, who handed all this money to Patrick Mahomes and paid all this money to Chris Jones and all their defensive guys and all their players. Just an insane amount of money and making the salary cap look like it's just merely a suggestion. Now that doesn't always end up being the case. And some teams eventually do kick the can down the road and and the can comes to a resting point and it becomes problematic. And you're actually going to hear me talk about that a little bit in a minute when we talk about this week's opponent for the Packers. Some teams do manage the salary cap well, some teams do not. The Packers fall into the manage the salary cap well category, which is a good thing. As Packers fans, we have rarely seen over the past 20 years players have to leave Green Bay because the Packers couldn't afford them. The Packers may have decided not to pay them, Micah Hyde, Casey Hayward. They they may have decided they had to let a player go because they weren't going to resign him. Colin Jenkins is another one that comes to mind. But it wasn't because they couldn't afford to pay them. Bakhtiari's been a straight shooter for a long time. I don't think he's blowing smoke here. He's played at an elite level since coming in in 2013. And he's at one of the premier positions in the NFL. Left tackle. Pay the man. When you have a left tackle, when you have a quarterback, you pay those positions. It's the cost of doing business. And that business gets a lot harder to do when you don't have your key areas covered. If $22 million is the going rate, well, then Russ Ball, Brian Gutekunst, start stashing some cash away. Because that's what it's going to cost to keep this thing moving. By the way, this thing is a 2-0 Green Bay Packers team in 2020 that has an opportunity to get off to a great start and do some great things this season. There isn't anybody emerging as a big, elite, really tough competition in the NFC so far. So keep this thing moving. I mean, the idea that the Packers can just try and trade up and get a rookie left tackle in an upcoming draft is cute and all. But let me remind you how many rookies are actually playing this year. And I know some of you are rolling your eyes right now and pointing to Jordan Love, who has been inactive for the first two weeks. That was by design. That's on purpose. It's not because he didn't play well enough in preseason. The Packers knew this was going to be the case. This was all part of the plan, but there are other rookies who are also not playing or not playing very well. Look at this past week. Corner Jeff Okuda, third overall pick in this draft for the Lions. He looked okay on Sunday. Looked okay. He's not at all what he's probably going to be eventually. So you want to get a you want to get a young guy out there who's a maybe? You can argue that playing tackle is easier to transition from college to the pro, so sure, go ahead and trade up Get that top 10 pick, get your left tackle of the future, let Bakhtiari walk and live off of a cheap, great left tackle for that rookie deal for those four years and and just go to town. Well, we've seen a lot of high draft picks and a lot of highly drafted tackles not turn into anything at all. So going that route is just swapping a certainty, which is David Bakhtiari, for a risk, which is a rookie that is an unknown entity. As Warren Buffett would say, You don't allocate what you have and need for something that you don't have and don't need. You don't need another left tackle. You have David Bakhtiari. You pay him. What you don't need is the risk to protect an aging Aaron Rodgers and eventually a young Jordan Love. It's not a good recipe. If I'm the Packers, David Bakhtiari is absolutely next in line for a new deal. And I'm getting it done whenever that might be. 
I'm not saying it has to get done right now. It can be done at a wise time. But the team may want to wait till the season is over and see how this year goes. But if they have some space now, which, you know, according to what I looked at, spot track right now, it's around eight and a half, nine million dollars. And I apologize to Ken Ingles. I should be using his numbers, which seem to be more accurate than anybody's. But I, it's around eight and a half, nine million. And that's not money that the Packers can just throw out, you know, and just, just dump into a new contract. They need some of that money in case something goes down this season that they need to take care of. They have to have emergency money available if they have to sign a guy. So, but maybe they do decide they want to take some of that hit now if they if they do. It's not an easy decision, though, because Aaron Jones, who's also got a contract coming up due, has been balling out every week. His price seems to be going up every single game. There's already been some reports of an extension conversation that's going on with the Packers. So there's a lot going on, and there's a lot more to come on the contract front in Green Bay. But to be clear, David Bakhtiari needs to happen. He needs to get done. Packers need him. He's a committed guy. He's a great teammate, and I, and I think he's got a lot of football left in him. He's he's a gamer, and he comes to play, and he plays hard, and he plays well, and he's great for the younger guys. All the boxes get checked off. Pay David Bakhtiari. Bak, I know you're listening. I'm sure you're proud of me for touting that out there. Thank you for being a listener. So let's talk about Saints and Packers, because that's the game coming up this Sunday night. National TV. I can tell you this right now. I have been a Packers fan since the late 80s, and... I've seen the Packers win exactly one football game in that venue, ever. The Mercedes-Benz Superdome is one of the loudest venues in the NFL. Well, this year we know that that is kind of different. So it's going to be at about 25% capacity this Sunday. There'll be about 20,000 fans in the stands. And I talked about these empty stadiums before the season started on this very show and how the Packers are kind of lucking out in two really tough road games early on in the schedule. They... They went to U.S. Bank Stadium in week one where they put the beat down on the Vikings, got a big victory. And now in New Orleans where it's typically really loud, the building shakes, where the Packers haven't, they haven't won a game there since 1995. And they'll have less fans to deal with. So maybe it's an opportunity to exercise that demon. But think about that, 1995, the Packers have played in three Super Bowls since the last time they won a game in New Orleans. And also as a reminder, I know most of you know this already, but I like to troll the other teams in the NFL. The Packers have had exactly two permanent starting quarterbacks during that time. Just two. So with regards to getting ahead in the NFC, this is a huge opportunity for the Packers. And the Saints are beat up a little bit. They're coming in on a short week. They played Monday night and lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. Helped the Raiders open their new stadium, which looks phenomenal. Saints are now 1-1 one one on the season. So the Packers have an opportunity to get ahead in the standings and get the tiebreaker. I know it's only week three, but the reason I mention all those things is because the law of averages, which can quickly change or become irrelevant in the NFL, says that the Saints are likely to be in the NFC playoff picture. So therefore, the Saints are going to be doing everything they can to be playing at home in the postseason. The Packers are also part of that law of averages equation. And based on these first two games, there is nothing to suggest that the Packers will will not make the playoffs. So they do not want to have to travel to New Orleans to play a game in January. They want New Orleans to have to come to Lambeau Field. Outdoors in the cold. When we could be looking at more fans in the stands, dare I say full stadiums again, probably not full, but probably a little bit close to having more fans. You don't want any more fans in the Superdome in New Orleans than... You have to have. That place is crazy. Then you add in the travel factor if you have to go on the road. 
which to some degree increases the risk for viruses. And that, and that isn't just a COVID thing. You know, January is cold and flu season anyway. And let's not forget the issues the Packers had in the NFC Championship game following 2016. They had a bunch of guys get sick during the week leading up to that game on top of the injuries they already had. And they got there and it was a butt kicking by the Atlanta Falcons uh, on Atlanta's way to the Super Bowl. So don't want to have to get on a plane in January if you don't have to. Let them come to you. Let them deal with that stale airplane air and all those other things that come with traveling. Easiest way to make that happen, win this game on Sunday, Packers. One of the reasons that many will say the Saints are likely to be in the conversation for the NFC playoff picture is that law of averages that I talked about is the obvious to most NFL teams that are successful. It's the quarterback, and that is Drew Brees. So Brees is 41 years old. He's definitely not been what he was at his peak, but he's still good under center, and he gives the Saints a chance to win any game. They nearly went to a Super Bowl two seasons ago were it not for them blowing a 10-point lead and getting hosed by a terrible non-pass interference call near the end of the game. But they gave up a 10-point lead in their own building in a game that they had to win to get to a Super Bowl. You know, the Packers have only been to one in the past, what, 23 years? But they've been to one more recently than the New Orleans Saints have. The Saints haven't got back to a Super Bowl with Drew Brees. And our Jacob Westendorf at Game On Wisconsin posted something on Tuesday that compared some of the popular fan and media takes on Drew Brees and the Saints versus Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and how more are saying that the, the Packers are wasting Aaron Rodgers' prime. You know, the trajectories of each team are given very different levels of latitude. The Packers are wasting Aaron Rodgers and by only getting to him winning one Super Bowl and, and the Saints are lauded for Brees' production, his ability to play well late in his career and for having Boy Genius head coach and Sean Payton. They're, they're just this... Great juggernaut team. They've been so successful. Well, they've won just as many Super Bowls and been to as many Super Bowls as the Packers have. And in fact, Green Bay has been to more overall. So check out Jacob's piece. It's a good reminder of the double standards that get thrown around. And you'll see these two quarterbacks square off this Sunday. If you believe in those type of things, that it's quarterback versus quarterback. And if you're a quarterback wins fan, that's okay. I won't judge your wrong opinion on that. You go, uh, you go ahead with your bad self on that. But this, this game's going to be an interesting one to watch. You know, Packers receiver Devontae Adams left the Lions game. He had a hamstring injury. He was held out, but he stayed in uniform, and it seemed like it would have been possible that Adams would have returned if it was a closer game. Don't know that for sure, but looked like he would, would have been able to return. Now, on Tuesday, Tom Pelissero of NFL Network tweeted that Adams is a TBD for Sunday's game. So today's Wednesday. As of recording time, the first injury report of this week has not been released. So by the time you're listening to this, we may know more about Adam's status and his availability for this particular week. But something to monitor because Devontae Adams, in case you didn't know, is a significant part of the Packers offense. Now Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas, also a key part of New Orleans offense, has an ankle sprain. And in fact, he is ironically going to be in Green Bay this week visiting Dr. Robert Anderson to get an opinion on that. Dr. Anderson is a top foot specialist that most NFL teams and players rely on for his opinions and expertise. He's part of Green Bay. He's part of the Green Bay Packers medical staff. And so he is being commissioned by the Saints and Michael Thomas to look at his foot. So Packers might just want to make sure practice is closed this week. You know, you don't want Michael Thomas dressing up like a, like a media member or a member of the Packers and sneaking in there 
and watching the practice. But the top two wideouts from this game could possibly miss it. It's possible. And on the Packers side, also of interest is obviously the status of defensive tackle Kenny Clark. He didn't play last week with the groin injury. Will he be back? Very important part of the Packers' run defense. If the Packers are going to throw up 40 points every week, they're going to have an easier time defending the run because opposing teams aren't going to be able to. So that'll work. Until Kenny Clark gets back, if your game plan and your defense against the run is to score 45 to 50 points a game, go for it. I'm all for it. I've got many touchdown dances that I do in my living room when the Packers score, so I'd love to break all of them out and try all of them out. I'll probably end up with a a groin pull myself. So who knows? Maybe I'll end up on the injury report, but... That's going to be an interesting thing to watch. There's going to be plenty of analysis about the game to come. And so all I'm going to say is that it's about damn time the Packers get a win in that building. You know, they they need to move on and get a leg up on the NFC and just build it up. Build up that lead. Go into the bye week. Come out and try and maintain your level of success. You've got to, you know, injuries are an unfortunate part of the NFL and you don't ever want to see guys getting hurt. But the 49ers are getting ravaged Solomon Thomas Nick Bosa Nick Bosa ACL his season is over Packers won't get to see him I know Jake Westendorf is really upset about that as a Michigan Wolverines fan who has had to watch Bosa after Bosa come through Ohio State and play against and wreck games that his team is playing in so the Packers may be in a position of advantage by the time they go to San Francisco to play that Thursday night game on a short week looking way way ahead here getting way ahead of myself but, man, move to 3-0, and and then you've got a tiebreaker over the Saints. So if the Saints have a good season, but you beat them, then you're in great position. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. The Packers have to get a win in a building they don't win in. I have seen Aaron Rodgers play some of his worst games start to finish in that building that I can recall. And I'm thinking 2008 and 2014, the, you know, those were not great looks. They were not great looks for the Packers and, and Rodgers. So it's, it is time. It is time, in the words of Kevin Green, for the Packers to get a win. Pulse of the Pack will be back this weekend. We're going to preview the Saints game, and that's where we will give our game predictions. So check that out if you want to hear how we each see this game unfolding between the Packers and the Saints. That'll be this Saturday afternoon, again, on all the platforms. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you pick. Get over there. Just comment. Send us comments. We'll read it on the air. We'll show your comment to everybody. We'll acknowledge you. We want your questions. Come ready to go. It's going to be an exciting weekend. The Packers, once again, a little bit extra rest. They don't play until Sunday night, so you get to enjoy your Sunday afternoon. Maybe get some of your errands done. Wives out there, you got your honeydew lists. Make sure your husbands get on those before the game starts. And then when it's time to kick back and relax, it is all about football on Sunday night. Another primetime game for the Green Bay Packers. So, as always, GameOnWisconsin.com. GameOnWI.com. Follow us at, uh, at GameOnWI. Like our Facebook page, follow our Facebook group, join our Facebook group, subscribe to our YouTube page, follow us on Instagram, all those good things. Hopefully we're talking about a Packers victory next week on the next week edition of Quick Slants. Until then, everybody be safe. Have a good rest of your week. And as always, go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left. Cutting left to the 50. To the 45-40. Track down from behind. 